Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Thursday, August 8th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, It's been really cool the last few days here, really starting uh, kind of the beginning of August of the last week here. Uh, The numbers for the podcast uh, were, you know, they kind of, as you would expect, basketball season ends and they get lower and lower and lower. And then it sort of flattens out throughout the summer. And then we started seeing an uptick, uh, you know, end of July-ish as, as, you know, media days and things start happening and people can actually go, oh crap, football's around the corner. Uh, But since August has hit, we've sort of rocketed back up to the levels we were at. Uh, through the final four run, and that's really cool. Uh, thanks everyone who's been uh, checking it out, coming back to the podcast lately. I know the summer months uh, are long, and you know I kind of uh, dial things back uh, across the whole Lockdown Network. We dial things back, just do a few shows a week, and there's really not as much to talk about, so we kind of make things up, and uh, there's just not as much good Michigan State content out there. So we've got content now. We're starting to ramp things back up. Four episodes this week. Uh, and you guys have returned to the podcast, and I really appreciate that. I was confident you would, um, but it's just good to see the numbers uh, jump back up there. And, you know, it's good to see that you guys are starting to get excited uh, about Michigan State football returning. I'm certainly getting there, getting to that point. Just got our credentials uh, in today at, or yesterday, actually. So that's cool. Um, that's another thing we're like, oh, one step closer. So, Going to be, you know, at games, getting sound and all that. So bringing you really good coverage here uh, of Michigan State through the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, on today's show, going to do the mailbag questions. Uh, I got a few here that I want to get to, just three for the first segment. And then uh, if you've been listening to us over the summer, uh, you know about the listener co-hosting segments. If you're jumping back in uh, over the summer, a couple of times I brought in listeners to the show to co-host segments with me and. Uh, I got the last one of those. I would think it's the last one, unless someone wants to jump in here maybe next week real quick and and do one. Uh, I I could probably make some space for you. But last one here of the summer, uh, Graham Nelson's going to join, and it's kind of a good transition into the season, into the the you know the preseason stuff that we're in, and we're going to just go through the schedule and pick some games. Graham's going to pick the games, and we'll give some thoughts on it. That'll be segments two. And three, and I want to do that with different people here. I think Sheehan's going to come on and do that. Maybe uh, Matt Hapner. I haven't asked him yet, but I think Matt might be interested in doing it as well. Um, so yeah, actually, you know what? I'll throw that out to you guys too. If you want to come on the show and pick games, go through the schedule. Uh, get at me, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. Or if you just want to send me season predictions, expectations, you know, I'll start taking those now and we can use those too. Build here uh, as we're just 22 days away from Michigan State taking on Tulsa. Getting real close here. Three weeks. Um, But yeah, we'll do that for the show. Mailbag first segment, second and third segment. Graham will join us and we'll go through the schedule. A reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes on your phone every single day. And if you haven't, head on over to iTunes. Leave a five-star rating for the show. Leave a review. Uh, leave your thoughts. I appreciate everyone who takes time to do that. And also reminding you, the MSU gift tournament is still going on. We're at the final four here. One more day of the final four uh, at Spartans Wire, spartanswire.usatoday.com. Also there at uh, Spartans Wire, you can check out our goat of or goat week. That's what we're doing it, not goat of the week. Goat week, um, greatest of all time at Michigan State. We've done uh, greatest coach, greatest quarterbacks, 
greatest teams. And today, if you go on there, uh, I just published greatest running backs. So uh, definitely check those out. And we're always updating with different blog posts and stories. I'll have a thing about Brad Salem up later today uh, as well. So look for all that. All right, let's uh, get into these mailbag questions. Okay, our first question here comes from Joe Wilson on Twitter at Wilso758. Uh, did someone, Joe, did someone take Wilson758 and you had to go Wilso or is Wilso your nickname? Tweet at me. Uh, let me know <laughs> what happened here. Joe asks, what's more likely MSU defense is number one in S&P or MSU basketball wins the Big Ten regular season, the Big Ten tournament, and makes the national championship game? Um, I'm not going to look too far into this, and I, I probably could have sat down, figured out the math in terms of uh, the odds that Michigan State does all of that. Uh, I would think the odds are pretty solid that they win the regular season. Who knows about the Big Ten tournament? And then as far as making the national championship game, you know, they're plus 500 to win the national championship this year. So 20% chance, not really. But uh, according to Vegas, that's kind of where they're at right now. Uh, They're a pretty solid favorite. Uh, But Michigan State finished in defense. I think they ended up number two in S&P plus in defense. They may have been number one. I would say in terms of which is more likely that Michigan State basketball wins the Big Ten regular season, the Big Ten tournament, and makes a national championship game. Like I said, I think the regular season's a lock. Uh, If they want to win the Big Ten tournament, they'll win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, And then in terms of making the national championship game, like, yeah, tournament's weird. It's tough. Who knows what's going to happen? But I think once, if everything goes well and their health is fine and they go through the season like everyone kind of thinks they will, Once they get to the tournament, I think they're going to have a pretty solid chance to get to the Final Four and a pretty solid chance to win it all. Uh, And so I would think while the the odds of that are relatively low, you know, on the 1 to 100 scale that we're using, um, I would still think that's better than them finishing number one in S&P plus defense. If it was like top five S&P plus defense, I would go there. It's just so hard finishing number one in that spot when you've got Alabama, when you've got Clemson, uh, who LSU is going to put out a good defense. Auburn, I think, is going to have a really good defense this year. Pretty much the whole SEC. Florida, Georgia are going to have good defenses. Um There's a number of teams out there that are going to put really good defenses on the field. And I think Michigan State will certainly be up there. Uh, I think they'll be the best in the conference. We'll see how long it takes Michigan to sort of round into form after losing some guys. Ohio State's always going to be crazy talented on that side of the ball. Um, But I think Michigan State will end up number one in the conference in defense in S&P, which S&P, if you don't know, is kind of this... Uh, catch-all metric that measures efficiency, uh, explosive plays given up, uh, pressure rates, all sorts of nuances and different. It takes a bunch of numbers and plugs them in and uh, gives you a kind of a, a good gauge of rankings. Uh, it's by Bill Connolly, who now works for ESPN. Um, and yeah, Michigan State finished number two there. So they're going to finish really high in S&P Plus. I don't know that they get to number one just because it's hard to get to number one. All right, next question is from uh, Andrew Brewster. Goes by Brew. I am Brewster on Twitter. He is the editor of Spartans Wire. Uh, he asked, which MSU football and or basketball player were you convinced was going to be good in the pros but never panned out? He mentions Keith Appling and Malik McDowell. Uh, I'm going to throw McDowell out because it was a weird circumstance the ATV accident seemed to really uh the the head injury that resulted in that seemed to really set back not as just his football career but his entire life um a lot of people around him and it's been written about a lot this offseason a lot of people close to him say that that accident was sort of this the the starting point of this downward spiral and there were bad things said about him 
you know, while at Michigan State about his leadership, his effort, taking plays off. Uh, but I still, you know, he would have been an effective pro at times uh, had that accident never happened. So that one's tough. Uh, for me, I thought I thought Jarrell Worthy was going to be a better pro. Um, and that's, a, uh, was he, 2011? I didn't think he'd be a star, but I thought he would be someone who could stick around and play in the NFL and be a disruptor in the backfield and plug rushing lanes. And he was just, he was out of the league very quickly, especially given how high he was picked. Uh, and I thought Will Golston might be a little bit better. I thought Shilly Calhoun would be able to have an impact, not be a great pro, but be a, a pretty solid to a good pro. And he just hasn't really gotten that NFL career going. Uh, Adrian Payne's the one that sticks out uh, immediately in terms of basketball guys, especially of late. The Flintstones. You know, like Mateen Cleaves, it just his game didn't really match up to the NBA level in terms of he just qu- wasn't quite uh, the shooter, wasn't quite the athlete, wasn't quite he's just a little bit short, kind of in every spot, but was such a you know a great college player. So that's not a shocking one that someone like he like him didn't pan out. Um, you know, as as far as the other guys go, it's tough to I think to to beat Adrian Payne just given the way the NBA is gone in terms of the freak big guys who can do it all and shoot a bit. Um, that senior year from Adrian Payne, it looked like he could do anything and do everything. And he was a lottery pick, or at least I think just outside the lottery first round pick. Uh, and he was out of the NBA pretty quickly, never got to play really at all, never was able to adjust to the speed of the NBA and make an impact at all in the NBA level. So that's a really a wasted first round pick uh, from a guy who I thought would be someone who could play in the NBA for eight to 10 years, be an effective big scoring off the bench, block some shots and just be a positive contributor. And that just never came about for him. Last one here from Jake Hawkins on Twitter, Hawkman 8604. He's asking about the offensive line and uh, let's see here. I got to go quick. Uh, can AJ R. Curry beat out Cole Chewins for the starting left tackle? Can Luke Campbell or ja- Luke Campbell or James Anoba beat Tyler Higby for starting left guard? Higby's interesting right now because he's hurt. Um, I think if they in their perfect world, he'll he'll be back. I think next week, and I think they are pretty set on Higby being the starting left guard. Like he's, it's his job to lose as far as left tackle goes. And really as far as left guard goes and really any spot on the offensive line outside of maybe center, uh, we don't really know a ton. Like, honestly, I don't know. I'm not confident answering either of those questions uh, with any sort of expertise or anything like that. Uh, Offensive line play is hard enough to really know what you're getting. And you, you have to watch games and, like it's such a unit like it, they the next guy relies on the next guy relies on the next guy so much and it's so important to have like a, a, a cohesive unit that is played together and just the way they're in and out of the lineup guys switching positions all over the place like I don't know I don't have any certainty of anyone uh like on this line there's not someone going in outside of maybe Matt Allen at center but even that we'll see uh that I'm so certain is, is going to pan out like I don't know who's going to start. And they're doing the platoon thing in practice. They're shuffling guys around, uh, which they like to do. And I'm not the biggest fan of, but they are really in favor of it. And we just, we just have no idea. Like we've seen these guys play. It was bad as a, as an entire offensive line unit. Like, yeah, nine guys have starting experience, but were any of them that impressive in their time at starting? So we just don't know, and we don't get any sort of information out of practice. Who's doing well? Who's going to be in line for the start? Like, we'll know who's starting when they kick off on opening day. Uh, and then from there, 
there's still going to be shifting around. They still like to work guys in and out of the lineups, try to get that right group. Uh, so we, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, questions with the offensive line, at least through the first couple of games uh, in the season. But you hope just at either of those spots or all the spots that somebody wins the job, stands out, and it's an unquestioned thing. Like, okay, yeah, for sure. Higby's the starting left guard. Cole Chewins is the starting left tackle. Locked in. They're both improved, and, and this is the left side of the line that we're moving forward with here on August uh, 8th here, August 7th. Uh, as I record, I just have no idea. It's impossible to tell, uh, I think, at this point, given how they played last year, all the injuries and in and out of the lineup, switching positions, and the lack of information that comes out of Michigan State practice. All right, let's take a break right there. When we come back, we'll uh, be joined by Graham Nelson, and we'll start picking these games. Guys, if you play fantasy football, you need to be listening to Vinny Iyer and the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else, because if you do that, then you're just going to get the same information as everyone else, and then how are you going to differentiate? If you're all getting the same information, nobody's getting good information, right? So get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on Fantasy Football can be found on your favorite podcast provider. All right, welcome back to Locked on Spartans. Uh, Happy to be joined now by Graham Nelson. Graham is a lifelong Spartan fan, grew up in DeWitt, so he's been you know, were were you born into an MSU family, Graham? Uh, kind of. Um, extended family, yeah. My dad's actually a Michigan fan to this day, which is unfortunate, but had a number. <laughs> my my sister went to Michigan State, cousins okay. and everything. Um, so I've been kind of entrenched in it for, for a very nice. long time. Cool. Well, those are probably fun watching Michigan, Michigan State games with your dad. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try not to, actually. But. <laughs> So what we're going to do here with Graham is uh, we're going to go through the schedule. This is the first time uh, I've done this so far in this preseason. We'll have more people on uh, throughout the preseason to sort of go through the schedule and kind of lay out expectations for the season. But Graham wanted to do this, and I said, yeah, let's do that, and you're going to be the first one to do it. This is probably going to be the last of our, uh, I guess, fans joining the show segment here in August as we really ramp things up. But we're going to go through the schedule here and just pick some games, and we'll expand on uh, the ones that need expanding on like Michigan, Ohio state, Wisconsin, we'll go quicker through the other ones. So, uh, as long as you're ready to go, Graham, we can get this thing started. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Opener August 30th, 23 days away night game, Spartan stadium, Michigan state hosts Tulsa. Uh, I think this one's going to be a quicker one that we won't have to spend much time in, but where are you at in this game? Yeah, not much to expand on here. Tulsa's not good, haven't been good for a while, um, not physically even close in comparison mm-hmm. to what Mission State has as far as athletically. So um, I will I will say, I know you want to keep, keep wanting me to keep it brief, <laughs> sure. but I will say this could be something that is telling early on. If, they're, if the offensive line isn't getting much push, isn't pushing Tulsa around, not getting much, much on the ground here, that could be telling for – you know, more to come from that standpoint and more to come from based off of last year, but I don't have concerns with that. So yeah. easy, easy win, I'd say. Start off 1-0 and there, and I'm with you, and we can just say that same thing about Western Michigan. The first two games, watch the push uh, on the offensive line. Is there anything else you want to add about Western? I think they're going to struggle this year. They lost their best two receivers uh, to transfer. Um, you know, they're just, they've kind of taken a downturn since P.J. Fleck, but that's another easy win, right, for Michigan State, you think? Yeah, I agree. I like Tim Lesser. I like what he's going to do. It's just kind of matter. He's going to be getting his guys in there. And right now he doesn't yeah. have his guys. And so I easy win again, like you said, watch the push up front, 
attacking a lot on the ground there, but mm-hmm. victory. So, a little bit of an interesting one here next. So, we got a two and zero start. Hopefully, uh, if not, things could go south. Uh, Arizona State travels to East Lansing, four o'clock kick, prime time or not prime time, but nationally televised game, and a chance for Michigan State to get some redemption from last season. What are your thoughts on this one? I don't know because if you would have asked me last year, I thought it would have been an absolute massacre by by, by Michigan State. Um, I, I think with the steps being taken, the defense is going to be better. Um, we'll see what it, it's hard to go. It's hard to say because we, we don't know anything about the offense or what's going on. I expect them to win. Michigan State does have better athletes, better athletes in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. We can argue about that, but um, I, I just don't see. Michigan State losing this one at home um, with with that crowd. So I think Michigan State wins it. Yeah, something to keep in mind there. Um, Manny Wilkins, right? Yeah, Manny Wilkins is gone. Uh, Arizona State's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. That's a really tough spot for a new quarterback on the road against that defense. Should be a fun environment there. So uh, definitely things playing to Michigan State's advantage there. Here's a fun one at Northwestern after that. Yeah, I mean, lost three in a row to Northwestern, right? Yeah, um, I think Michigan State has. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I don't know what it is. Northwestern, for whatever reason, seems to have Michigan State's defense kind of figured out a little bit. Um, they seem to make create some big plays here and there. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why, because it's not like they have the most prolific offense in the entire world. But their defense is good enough just to kind of let them hang around and hang around. I don't, this one's hard to pick. Um, got a new quarterback coming in for Northwestern, mm-hmm. who's, you know, some h- highly recruited transfer from Clemson, I believe. Yep. Um, I, you got to think that Michigan State can figure one out. Again, it's Northwestern. My guess is it'll probably be an 11 a.m. game, central time. So a little dreary down there um, in Evanston. Kind of the crowd's not big. It's not a lot of hype. So you kind of got to get yourself hyped up for that one. Um, Hard to pick, but I think it'll be, you know, if you, I think Vegas probably will have this as a pick them or, or very close from there. And then I would lean towards Michigan State. Maybe it's because I'm a fan, but um, I just think the, the defense at Michigan State is going to carry him mm-hmm. through that one. And another, you know, tough test for a, a new starting quarterback early in the season. You know, it's good to yes. get Northwestern here as opposed to week 10 when uh they've had some chances you know up and down a little bit you know coming off their non-conference uh playing against michigan state that early in the season uh, a fully formed defense will be a tough task so uh, i tend to yeah. be with you there i think yeah it might be a pick em, might be one two three in either direction but that'll be an interesting close game that we will not enjoy watching uh indiana right, the week after that um any doubts as to uh, you know indiana's team chaos um, but Michigan State generally find, as long as they're not going to go three and nine, they find a way to beat Indiana in an excruciating fashion. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, I watch Indiana, and I, I like, honestly, I don't know what they do. Like, honestly, <laughs> I don't know what they run. Like, things are kind of all over the bed, they're all, all, all over the board there. And then you said kind of team of chaos and that sort of thing. I don't know what they do. Tom Allen just yells and screams a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a fiery guy. Um, They've gotten better. They seem to get in some better athletes, but just they're just not quite there yet. Um, but for whatever reason, they, they play they play teams tough. Um, but I just mm-hmm. don't think again. Michigan State's defense this year is just they're gonna. It's just gonna be so hard to score and, and keep their offense on the field that I think eventually Michigan State wears them down in the end. 
probably runs away with it in the fourth quarter a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, Indiana took a little bit of a step back losing. And they're weird with Kevin Wilson. Sometimes they're really exciting and interesting. Um, But, you know, five and seven, both seasons with Tom Allen, I think it's probably a similar type season for Indiana. Uh, And it's at home. It's homecoming. Um, Michigan State usually gets that game. Uh, So we've got a five and oh start, which I think is, you know, five and oh or four and one is, is what we'll see for sure heading to Ohio State. Uh, which is, you know, not that Northwestern's had a, a good road test. It certainly is, but uh, one of the toughest games, maybe the toughest game of the entire season for Michigan State, October fifth at Ohio State, night game in Columbus. Uh, that's a tough ask. Yeah, and not only tough ask, but it's a start to just a miserable stretch, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Through through the schedule, and I mean, I look at it, and I don't want to get too far ahead here, but the, if you look at the three away games the um, Ohio State, Wisconsin at down the road in Ann Arbor. I don't, Michigan State's going to win one of them. And I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out. I, I, I'm not completely sold on Ohio State this year. Um, new quarterback who, you know, hi, as highly touted as it gets, but we've seen that before. People transfer all the time who are supposed to be really good and turn out to be just not. Um, not terrible by any means, but just not what, what people think. And you've got a new coach who people seem to like and, you know, he's got a great reputation. But again, who knows? I mean, at nighttime in Columbus, anything can happen. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State went in there and beat them. If I, seeing that we're doing this and we're giving out predictions, I think uh, Michigan State loses this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because it because it is a night game, it is on the road. It is what game six here or game five here, um, yeah. and so Ohio State could have it rolling there. Um, but they did lose a lot offensively, a lot of depth offensively, a lot of young guys coming up. So I'm kind of flip flopping here, but I, I will say I think Michigan State loses this game um, in a close one. We'll call it. Yep, and one thing I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you just on everything you said. Another thing to keep in mind. This is another spot where a new starting quarterback night game, this will be his first, like Justin Fields, they'll play Cincinnati and Cincinnati's solid, but there's just such a talent discrepancy there. Uh, Indiana on the road, there's going to be nine people there. Miami of Ohio is easy for them. Nebraska on the road will certainly be interesting. We'll see what that Nebraska defense looks like, but I think this will be the first real test of Justin Fields playing this defense and it's something that Michigan State's going to lean on a lot this year so that's just something to make it maybe a little bit more interesting is that aspect like okay it's time to freaking play Justin Fields and maybe he's totally ready for it he's got the pedigree but you just don't know at this point I'm with you I'm leaning at this point certainly Ohio State talent is just crazy it's in it's in Columbus it's a night game the environment's going to be wild uh that's going to be one of the biggest games of the conference uh and so I would lean Ohio State there all right When we come back after this quick break, we will do the second half of the schedule. The new Locked On NFL podcast is on fire last week. It was one of the most listened to NFL shows in the entire podcast world. With it, you get the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson, and it's now hosted by Brian Peacock. He did a little bit of a a shift there, and it's worked out really well. It's a great daily NFL podcast. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL, and you get Matt's unique take on the game. Like I said, uh, expert analysis from a former scout. It's tough to get that. Uh, Definitely check out Locked on NFL on your favorite podcast provider. All right, welcome back to segment three of today's Locked on Spartans. Let's continue with Graham Nelson. 
follow it up with another road trip to Wisconsin um, the very next week. This is another tough game, although Wisconsin, some people think it might take a half step back this year. Uh, we'll see. They're still going to be good. So at Michigan State, you know, going to Wisconsin can be tough. Uh, what do you think about yeah. this one? Yeah, actually, I, I think, I mean, it's going to be tough, right? I, I actually live in Milwaukee and I get I try to go over to Madison for a game every year just because I mean, that jump around experience sure. is as cool yeah. as it gets. So if if anyone ever had a chance to, to go over to Camp Randall and check that out, it, it is awesome. Um, but it, I don't, when people say Wisconsin taking a half step back, and, I, and I've heard that as well, you're taking a half step back from eight and five, which is already a half step back from what they usually normally do, right? Yeah. Um, but they're either going to be playing a redshirt sophomore quarterback, who quite frankly, when he played last year, wasn't very good. Um, or they're going to be playing a true freshman quarterback. And so they're going to be relying so heavily on the run. And it just so happens that it turns out that that's probably the best thing that you could do against Michigan State in terms of for Michigan State, right? If you want to try and run and beat them up, go right ahead. Yeah. They'll let you play that game all day long. Um, and Michigan State would be glad to win that game 10 to 6, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, which, which I think can happen. Um, and I think that that's probably what is going to happen. I, I I mean, I think Wisconsin is going to be fine. I think they're going to be good, um, good, not great. But I just receive Michigan State going in there and just kind of saying, hey, you're best against our best, and we think our best is a little bit better. Yeah, it'll be, uh, I think, a really good one. It'll be some strength against strength in there, and it might not be the prettiest game. We'll see what both teams look like. There's some questions on the offensive side of the ball in terms of passing game and, and really everything for Michigan State. But Wisconsin's passing game really let them down at times last year, and they're bringing back some really good linemen, as always. Uh, they'll be solid on defense. You know, they're they're going to be a good team. And maybe like them taking a half step back, saying that it's like relative to what you would expect from Wisconsin last year, I feel like was just what the wait, Wisconsin won eight and five. Like they're supposed to be 10 and two, like what happened? Right. Um, so maybe a nine win Wisconsin team is kind of what we're looking at this year, which would, you know, improvement from last year, but a little bit below kind of the standard you would expect for them. Um, yep. Next up bye week. And then after the bye week you get Penn state at home, uh, a game Michigan state won a couple of years ago and then went on the road and beat Penn State, even though uh, Michigan State was really struggling. They just seemed to have Penn State's number. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Well, if you talk to any of my friends uh, who I talk college football with, they know my disdain for James Franklin. Um, this is the biggest like mismatch in coaching ever. Penn State wins in spite of James Franklin. Um, <laughs> and so but when I look at this game, I, I look, I mean, Last year, Michigan State had zero business winning that game in Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. Zero. They had half their offense was injured. They hadn't. They couldn't run the ball at all. Defense was playing okay at the time. It's kind of the game that they really started to peak, actually, or really started to kind of turn the corner from a defensive standpoint. And it, James Franklin just messes things up all the time. You would think a guy who's continuously had. If you look at all the teams that continuously have like top five recruiting classes, it's your Clemson, it's your Alabama. I mean, those guys are right there. Every Georgia, they're right there every every single year. And every single year, Penn State nine and three, eight and four, and they're losing games that they shouldn't lose. And it's going to happen again. Michigan State's going to beat them because Mark D'Antonio is going to outcoach James Franklin one hundred and one hundred times. I hope you can hear my passion about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can, and it's you're not the only person who thinks that. Um, yeah, if, if James Franklin coached like he recruited 
oh boy. Uh, but he just hasn't seemed to have been able to do that really much uh, at Penn State, unless he's got Saquon Barkley. Uh, Illinois is right. the next game uh, at home. We don't need to spend any time on that. Uh, then no. we've got at Michigan, November 16th, uh, late in the season. You know, this kind of is usually the Ohio State's butt, but now Michigan, Michigan State, late in the season this year on the road. Uh, this is Michigan's best chance to win the Big Ten since Harbo's gotten there. They're going to have a good team. Michigan State should bring in a, a solid team. On you know, we think they'll have one, maybe two losses coming into this game. Uh, where are you at with this game uh, as we sit here? You know, a few months out still. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I, I really don't. It's hard for me to say. And again, if you've, I've kind of been saying this year, I think Michigan's going to be really good this year. I would, I do expect them to win the Big Ten. It pains me to say that, but. They've got so much coming back offensively. Um, we've heard, you know, a ton about Josh Gaddis, who, okay, we'll mm-hmm. see. He's never been an offensive coordinator, but, you know, apparently he's good. Um, and you're adjusting the offense. And when they went to the, you know, kind of the RPO stuff last year, it seemed to be pretty effective for them. So if they continue to do that, the offense improves. It's okay. Um, but it, you never know what's going to happen. I think, in already when you get here, because it's so late, this game could be a game of injuries. Right. Who's still Could on the be. field? Who's still available? And, you know, that that's going to play into it. I don't know. I didn't quite look at Michigan's schedule as to when their buy is, um, if it's right before or w- when one of their two buys are, um, if it's right before or or a couple weeks before. But that could play. That could have some effect on it. But I, like I said, I think Michigan is going to win the Big Ten this year, um, unfortunately. In, and I think um, Michigan wins this game probably in a, in a, in a very close game, like always. Um, but that's what I got. Yeah, it's tough to disagree with that uh, at this point. And, you know, for some reason, you know, Josh Gaddis to me is a question mark, but for some reason it's the answer uh, to many people before we even played a game. I think the pedigree certainly works there. They have enough talent to make it work. Uh, I think they'll be better on offense, but we'll see. It's That's an interesting situation and, and not enough people – I think are talking about how it could go wrong because of what we know about Jim Harbaugh, his personality, his control. Uh, and if there is a sign of weakness early, if they get off to a slow start, what could happen there? Does Harbaugh cease control of the offense? Things like that happen. So right. it's so long into the season, we just don't know. But in terms of talent, uh, and you know, by the time this rolls around, Michigan's defense should be all squared away. You know, they're breaking in half the half a new defense. That's going to be tough, but they've got talent. By the time mid-November rolls around, Michigan should be absolutely rolling. And I think it'll be a really good game. I think they're well-matched teams. I think Michigan State's going to be much better this year. But at this point, I would have to certainly give the edge to Michigan. So I'm with you there. So uh, yeah. go ahead. Well, let's say the, the other piece to it is I don't. this isn't necessarily a shot at Michigan. It's just kind of the reality of it. When it comes to big games in November, since Harbaugh's been there, they haven't really shown up. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll see if that changes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've got this one and then one in between and then, you know, their big game, so, so to speak. So are they going to show up in November? Are they going to show up at the end of the season? It just hasn't been the case for them. So we'll see, but I'm kind of talking myself out of my Michigan pick here, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stand by it. Well, we're a couple months out, so you're free to change it. Uh, the last two at Rutgers, <laughs> home versus Maryland, as long as, you know, we're projecting out this far, as long as health, hasn't decimated or anyone or it's not weird you know you would think both of those are, are wins too right yeah yeah i would think so i, I have no i mean talking about records i it may i feel bad i feel bad for chris ash i think he's actually a good football coach it's just a terrible situation yeah. um 
But I, I mean, I, I don't see, although for whatever reason, Michigan State kind of plays poorly there from time to time. So yeah. going into that game and, and winning 42 to seven would be perfectly fine with me as long as they can do it. And then when it comes to Maryland, um, I have no idea how they won five games last year with what went on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's was actually pretty impressive for what they did and for what they had going on. Um, Mike, Mike Loxley, I think is the higher, I don't know. I think he'll be fine, even though what he got one in 29 at New Mexico or where yeah. New Mexico state, wherever he yeah. was. Um, I thought that was a insane hire. I get it. He's from the area and good recruiting um, prowess over there, but I kind of baffled me, but either way, I think that's, I think that's two W's um, at the end of the season. So you've got them 10 and two, which um, I think is, is fair. I've met more of like, you know, somewhere along the lines, they'll, they'll slip up and lose a third. It'll be a nine and three, 10 and two thing. And if eight and four happens, it wouldn't be a shock, but I think nine wins is kind of the baseline where I'm at. So um, cool. So any other sort of closing thoughts here uh, before we get you out of here? I really don't, man. Appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to continue to listen to you. Thanks, man. Thanks for making the time. It's Graham Nelson. Uh, here, let me shout out your Twitter handle real quick. Just if people want to follow you, it's at Graham D14. There's an H in the middle of Graham, which I think is phonetic. I'm not sure. I think that's the common spelling, yeah. right? G-R-A-H-A-M. Yeah, it's spelled just like yeah. the cracker. That's the easiest yeah, way to remember. There you go. So. Yeah, so Graham D14. All right, Graham, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening and, uh, you know, enjoy the season. I'll tweet with you and all that catch up with you down the road. Okay. All right. Thanks. Well, all right. Thanks so much for listening to today's locked on Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll have some sound from my conversation with Brad Salem. We talked a little bit about, uh, you know, some of his thoughts on using motion tempo and how that can help the Michigan state offense be better this season. And then, uh, just some other sounds from media day a little bit. Uh, more from other guys on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, reminder to subscribe to the podcast, rate it on iTunes, check out uh, spartanswire.usatoday.com for all the good written content that you can get from me as well. Uh, quote marks there on, on air quotes on good. It's okay. It's not the worst, uh, but check it out definitely. Uh, so we'll catch you back here tomorrow for another episode of Lockdown Spartans. Until then, go green.